Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life Man. Is hard. Yeah. The Life is Hard podcast, by the way. But this is oh the Life is Hard podcast. Yes. You are in for the show of a lifetime. Really? Tonight. Because let me just tell you about my past, I don't know how many hours. What day is this? Today is Tuesday the 16th, I believe. The day after. So like Sunday was the Super Bowl, right? And then we had so, Valentine's Day after that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, I'm sorry, so, today is the 15th. I've yeah. been working crazy, like 85 hours a week crazy, right? Wow. And And so... Cindy's hounded me to take a break, you know, like you got to take a day off. I'm like, I can't, there's too much to do, blah, blah, blah. So I tried to get, I, d- I can't go into exactly what I do at work, but suffice to say, it's a spreadsheet on steroids. What does he do Like I make this spreadsheet do stuff that nothing want to know what he does at work ever designed to do. You don't care about spreadsheets. The point is I was, I've been, you know, like... It fights with me, right? Because I'm pushing it beyond its limits. It's just a Google sheet, right? You're, oh, and, it's just and, a Google sheet. Yeah, and I'm tearing my hair out. And and you don't have much of that to tear All up. the time. I know. It's almost gone. So Sunday, I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to take a break. And we went out and watched the Super Bowl and hung out with uh, songwriters. And it was a great time. Very relaxing. You know. Uh, good break and like, all right, this is good. Cause I got all my stuff done Saturday on purpose. I normally do that on Sunday, but I got it all done on Saturday and got it out there or whatever. Wow. And, and so, you know, uh, went to bed Sunday night and got up early to go to work early Monday morning. And of course the thing that I had turned in early in order to get Sunday off was broken, right? It was a mess. So all of a sudden I'm in like crisis mode. I got to fix it. I spend, you know, like Monday trying to fix that and putting out other fires and stuff's happening left and right. And before you know it, it's like, I don't know, six o'clock at night and I'm in a meeting or whatever. And I, you know, I knew it was Valentine's day. I didn't think I was going to be able to take a break from work or whatever. And here it is already six o'clock. Cindy happens to have just got home and she wants to go see the girl that we were hanging out with the night before playing or whatever. And I'm in the middle of a mess. Like this thing is broken. It's got to be fixed tonight. And I said, all right, you know, let's go. And, and I wanted to, I mean, that was, that was nice of you. Well, but I wanted to, too. And, and so we went and, and I needed the break or whatever. But when we came home, I got to get this crap done. So it's like 11 o'clock at night. I clocked back into work and I worked all night. I've done that before, um, but I was much younger when I did that. Un- until uh, it was about 5 o'clock, and Cindy calls me, and I'm still working, right, from 11 o'clock at night the night before, and it's 5 o'clock in the evening now, right? And she says, by the way, Vance is trying out for soccer today. You have to go pick him up from school before six o'clock and I've got a meeting at six o'clock. So I'm like, all right, before six o'clock. Right. So I go down there at five 30 and he's nowhere to be found. That punk. I can't get into school. Right. Um, finally at 
six o'clock. They they let them out from like way in the back behind the school. Like there's a field, which is where I thought they were. And I looked when I first got there and they weren't there. But anyway, like some gate beyond the field is where they let them out from. And uh, so I pick him up, and of course I got a meeting at six, and of course it's like three minutes till six, and so I rush home, and I join the meeting late, and he informs me on the way home that tonight, because he's got practice tomorrow, he's got to get uh, a shirt, he's got to get shorts, he's got to get soccer cleats, he's got to get shin pads, he's got to get, and Doesn't so now I'm in now I'm in a meeting right, and that takes till like seven thirty. And we're like, okay, now we got to hurry up and drive all the way to Dick's Sporting Goods and get all this stuff. And we get all that, and they're kicking us out the door because they close at 9, right? So we're, like, buying stuff as they're closing or whatever. And <clears throat> hop in the car and drove here, and now I'm talking to you. <laughs> so I've been up for how long? A long time. I don't know. Well, somehow I was expecting something more dire. No, it's not. It's just frantic. It's like stress constantly because work, 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 work. And then you got to cram in this stuff and then you got to do that because you got to be back at work. And then uh, it was like, so I'm like Uh. loopy and fucking wired and I'm drinking a beer and we'll just see what happens. I had a moment of that yesterday. Just a moment, just a, a little bit a like a moment of Francis. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like what lasted you for thirty six hours lasted me for like an hour. <laughs> I um, no, I <clears throat> this guy texted me. Well, first of all, I texted my neighbor and told him that I had would have some time to come pick up some lumber that he wanted me to pick up, or he, he offered to me, and I was going to go pick it up. I told him I'd get to it as soon as I could, and uh, and he texted me back and said, uh, "Hey, can you come over now?" And I was like, "Sure." I was on my way, so. So uh, then somebody texts me, as soon as I've committed to going to pick up this lumber, somebody texts me and says, hey, I think I know where your dog is. I was going to ask about the dog. Yeah, well, we're getting all that, right? This hey. is all, that's all part of this. So, you know, yeah. he says, I think I know where your dog is. I think he's on the other side of Bear Creek and, you know, running a deer or something. And, and I'm thinking, oh, God. So anyway, like, I can't go there now. Like, hopefully he'll be around sometime, you know, later. So I go over to my neighbors, I load up the lumber, I come back, I unload the lumber because I can't put my boat. I was, I was thinking I'm, I'm going to need a boat if he's on the other side of the creek. So I load up a canoe on my trailer after I unload all the lumber. And I just get the, I got the trailer hooked up, I got the boat loaded, I got everything ready to go. And I get another text message from somebody that says, no, no, I get a phone call from somebody who says, are you looking for your dog? And I was like, yeah, and she's like, I think I see him on 172, and I'm like, well, that would be a hell of a lot more convenient. So I unhooked my trailer. I said, look, if <laughs> if you know, she said I'm walking. I said, if you've got eyes on him, just please stay. I said, I'll be there in five minutes or less. Actually, probably like three minutes. But you know, I said I'm getting in my car right now, and so uh, so I head down the highway, and she's walking along, and probably about 150 yards past her is the dog. And uh, so I, I stopped and said hi to her, and then Which I rolled. Which one up. did you pick up? Well, I had, <laughs> I had to get the I had to get the dog, yeah, and the, well, and you could have could have taken. Both. And the dog came to me when I called him, so I was really happy about that because you know honestly he was gone for eight days, and I wasn't even sure if he wanted to come home, like if he just just hated living here or what. So, but this time he came. Like, yeah, he came to me. I called him, and he actually just came like from the you know he was a little ways in the woods. Just had kind of gone oh, in the woods. Yeah, hey, he, Doug. 
What yeah. you doing here? Oh, he was all he was all like he's he's gonna he's he's thin. He's lost more weight, right? And he looks wow. terrible. And and he's Crazy and he's dog. and he's saying to me, outside. he's saying, I swear to God, he's saying, um, he's saying, why did you send me into the woods for eight days alone? You know, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I, I I get blamed for everything. But anyway, he's finally I took him I, to the vet. I think this he's morning. saying something like. I learned my lesson this time, dog. I swear I'll never go outside again. I promise. Well, he you know, doesn't. And then, yeah, it's like it's like uh, you know, uh, uh, alcoholic. He's, you know? Yeah, he's very hesitant to go outside for very long right now. But he did go for a walk right with now. Me. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he did go for a walk with me today. A fairly good walk, but um, but yeah, he's he's a wreck. I took him to the vet this morning to have him checked out, and they said he seems to be okay. But so I had another vet bill, and and uh, he's. He's eating like crazy, and he's got diarrhea and stuff. So hopefully, we'll get him. Right, past all this have shit. one vet bill a week. I hope not. <clears throat> he's got we'll dogs leave for already. A week, come back, go to the vet. Leave for a week, come back, go to the vet. He's already cost me basically what I budgeted for him for a year, and I've only had him for like three months, so less than three months. Anyway, so that's the dog story. The dog is back, and the dog is fine. Um, very thin, but fine. The dog is back. Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, it's just yesterday he came back. So I'm pretty excited about all that. Anyway, so um, speaking of runaways, you know, we've got that whole runaway inflation thing going on, and uh, we talked about this. Don't forget to take out the trash. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, (laughs) I don't, I don't know if I could turn that off. I never. That, that never occurred to me that that would go off during the show. Is that Alexa? <laughs> it is a, uh, what do we have? Xfinity, um, like home security thing. Mm. And like all the doors have sensors on them. So, I mean, you don't have to have them make any noise, but the idea is like, if somebody's going to come in your door, you're going to know, right? So it'll go ding or ding, yeah. right? But the one that goes from the house to the garage I, you have choices of like, I didn't program it per se, but you can have a selection of things, other things other than chimes. So if you open that door, it says, don't forget to take out the trash. Yep. And in the most unenthused voice imaginable, it's like, don't forget to take out the trash. Well, what do you expect it to do? (laughs) Don't forget to take out the trash. It's, it's like. I can't believe you're making me say this exactly. every freaking time you open the door. Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to have that chime on the back door that we meep, meep, or whatever the heck it was. It was just obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but I had it on there because that door would pop open, and that way I would know the door was open. Yeah, and the front door goes, front door open. Great. Front door closed. That sounds like my smoke alarm. My smoke alarm will say, fire or carbon monoxide. <laughs> yeah, that'll get your attention while you're yeah. sleeping. Right? Well, I mean, it beeps, right? But then it says, hey, hey dog. Yeah. Dog, wake up. It's a fire. Get right. out. Right. Well, she has, you know, I only know this because she goes through a test cycle when you put new batteries in her. And she starts telling you all the things that could possibly go wrong. <laughs> it's it's not good. I mean, especially for somebody like me who sort of dwells on all the things that could possibly Wait. go wrong. Wait a second. I have a list. Where is it? 
What do I do with my list? But you got me sidetracked on my runaway inflation segue. Yeah, I actually segued, and then you just, oh my God, and now I we have, we, basically we have no way back now. I, I do that a lot. We can't, break the, we're, I mean, we'll just segue. end the podcast here, I guess, because I can't get back to the topic that I was going to. Life is hard. So last week, yeah, last week I talked about the fact that this inflation thing is, is the, you know, a lot to do with capitalism. You know, these corporate profits are going up. Well, I'm going to double down on that this week, but I also want to mention that one of the things I failed to mention that I really wanted to say last week was there's there's also a motive for these companies to make the Democrats, you know, and or the Biden administration look bad because... I think you did say that. No, you and I talked about it afterward. Oh, yeah, because yes. I didn't... Post podcast, yeah, because I was really disappointed. I had forgotten to bring that up. That sort of was sort of the whole point of it. I mean, not, capitalism. Yes. You know, now the, I remember the idea of of uh, opportunistic capitalism or greedy corporations or whatever. That's sort of not even news as far as this podcast is concerned. But I I did want to point out that that since since the Democrats have been running on the platform of you know increasing taxes for corporations and and uh, increasing or finding a way to tax uh, capital gains or wealth tax, all these things that would affect these people with a lot of money, they have a reason to get Biden out of office. And so they right. have no reason to try to hold, hold you know, in, in, um, in, in, inflation? Yep. Yes, inflation. Inflation at bay. Right. right. I don't know why I couldn't get that out. But anyway, so uh, so – just to touch on before, there is a counterpoint to this, and I'm going to make the counterpoint after I go through some of these corporations. So we have um, Tyson announced that it's had a 40% increase in profits. It's raised the price of beef 32% and the price of chicken 20%. And by the way, these companies are bragging in their uh, in, in their quarterly reports to their investors about how they've right. been able yeah, to yeah. raise prices. Like like we've but we've gotten away with this, you know, pricing these price increases because people are willing to pay more. They expect prices to go up. So we've been taking advantage of this. I mean, those aren't their words. Their words are a little more nuanced, but that's what they're saying. Um, 3M has raised prices on N95 masks, and they've got, you know, record profits. Starbucks profits are up 31%, and they raise prices. Johnson & Johnson has raised their prices. Kimberly Clark, who makes a lot of uh, PPE, paper products, disposable medical, you know, Oh, type yeah, I know products. her. Is she the lady that was on the side of the road? You mean the one that helped me find my dog? Yeah. I don't think so. I'm trying to remember Kimberly her name Clark. Was. No, I think it was I don't know. I've met a lot of uh a lot of people lately, but it wasn't at Kimberly. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's how you could like find someone, you know, like let the dog run around and then be like, Help me find my dog. I will say this, my dog's Lovely become ladies. my dog's become quite the celebrity. Mm-hmm. When I took him to the vet, they're like, "Oh yeah, we saw on Facebook that he had go, he'd run off again. You know, we were worried about him. We're hoping he, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, he's he's become oh, famous. You should start him a uh, TikTok account or something. Well, yeah. Well, once I get what I have to do, so I, I ordered him a tracking collar, a GPS tracking collar. Uh, so at least I'll be able to find him if he gets away. And the other thing I'm thinking we'll have to do is hang a GoPro around his neck so that we can there have some. You know, some log of all of his adventures. It um, would it would be neat too, like if you could somehow like make the GPS public. You know, like so everybody. Yeah, could, like, I thought about that too. So everybody could track the dog. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, look where he's at now. <laughs> I could probably do that, set up a website where you could just pull it up and track him on the map. Yep. Yeah, like the Santa tracker, except this is the John Boy tracker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right now, it would be kind of boring, though. He's sitting on the couch next to the heat. Um, well, yeah. That did make me think of something else, though. I should probably finish this list of companies, but before I go there, I'm just going to mention that I've decided I could probably learn something from John Boy because he can go out in the bush for eight days with nothing, right? No, no gear, no food, no water, nothing, and survive. I mean, he loses some weight, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess if you're looking to lose some weight, it could be a good thing, right? But um, you know, I, when I go camping or something, I'm limited in how long I can stay out by what I can carry. And I tend to carry all kinds of crap, right? You know, shelter and food and extra clothes and, you know, whatever else I might think I need, you know. And You should go on Survivor. Have you ever considered that? Are you familiar with the show? I'm familiar with it, and I've, and I've given it about five minutes of thought and said, no, I'm not a glutton for punishment. <laughs> that that really is and and some of the people that go on that show are like amazing they've their background is you know having grown up in borneo or something and lived off the land for the first some but not i mean the vast, yeah i know vast, not vast, all vast of them majority but, are like uh, unprepared for that it's right like, right but the ones who do manage to survive have an incredible you know repertoire mm. of survival skills and you know they've lived off the grid for 10 years or something um they they interviewed one guy who liked it so much. It's actually funny. He was on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, and uh, and it was funny as hell. Oh, wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Yeah, exactly. But it was funny as hell because because he said at the end of the twenty eight days or whatever he had stockpiled so much food and had built his gotten his shelter so nice and all that he wanted to stay there. Yeah. And when they brought his wife out, uh, you know, to no, me- no, you're done <laughs> to meet him. They he said, "Can we just?" Can we hang out here for a while? You know, like, cause, cause I've got extra food and all this. And he was showing, and his wife was like, just like he was. They had, they had met somewhere in the middle of freaking Africa or something. And anyway, he was showing her how he had, you know, done all these things. And, and of course, she was familiar with all the, and she's like, oh, yeah, cool. And, but, but he just did, he was, he wasn't even like, he was fat, dumb, and happy at the end of the 28 days. He could have stayed out there indefinitely. Yeah. They have a new show about, uh, it's not Survivor, but it's, Similar, like you reminded me of it because you were talking about him being happy out there and having a loved one or whatever it's called, love off the grid, where the one partner is all about, you know, roughing it and making it in nature and not needing, you know, running water or electronics or just surviving off the land, you know, and the other one's like not really (laughs) there, you know, Mm. and they have to like convince them, you know. Yeah, that would be a that'd be so, a hard sell. Oh, it would be a incredibly hard sell for me. Like I like camping at a five star hotel with room service. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, I want something in between. But like I said, the dog has has convinced me that maybe I'm going overboard because I just you know I, I carry my whole house with me practically. That's but, what I'm saying. I think you you got some survivor in you. You should try it. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I c- could probably survive, but I don't know how happy I'd be at the end of the thing. You know, I'd be like, well, a lot of them aren't. I mean, a lot yeah. of them get pissed during the show and like, you know. Yeah, well, that and just, I mean, I don't have a lot of weight to lose. Yeah. Um, so, 
So anyway, let me just finish these quick because nobody even knows what I'm talking about now. They're like, "What the hell is he even talking about?" about Companies, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got we got to Kimberly and don't give a shit because they want to make Biden look. You stopped me at Kimberly Clark. Well, I just want to mention that McDonald's profits are up fifty nine percent. Exxon Mobil reported an eight point nine billion dollar profit in the fourth quarter of twenty twenty one. UPS posted record breaking profits and plans to raise its prices in twenty twenty two. Uh, and, and ground, okay. So this is a comment I read in the news article, this guy from Groundworks, uh, whatever Groundworks is, he's their chief economist, Rakeen Mabud. He said, earnings calls are littered with CEOs bragging about how they're able to use inflation as a cover for their price hikes. These higher prices are putting more pressure on struggling families and small businesses, all while CEOs and shareholders net record profits. Okay, so that's enough of that. Counterpoint to all this, because I like to cover both sides of every issue, the counterpoint is that the Fed has put, they have been doing quantitative easing for a long time, for years, probably since. Remind me what that term means. Well, in this case, it means just basically pumping money in the economy. The way they've been doing it is they've been buying junk stocks and things. They've been basically bolstering the stock market. To the and, t- I mean, that causes inflation too, right? Right. When the they more money you put in, money yeah. into it. Yeah. Yes. It's, I mean, that's, that's, actually, that's the core reason for inflation. And that's one of the reasons why we have inflation, I think, is because of the fact that when we hit the pandemic, they started pumping more money in inflation with the right because yeah. like all the stimulus package and exactly. Stuff. Um, yeah. And they just after that, they just started to cut back on the. They were putting about a trillion dollars a year already into the system. So then you throw I this. Know what I could do with a trillion dollars a year? I know, wow. but then you throw the pandemic on top of that, and this is what we get. So some of this inflation is is a natural. In other words, these companies are able to raise their prices, and the reason they're able to raise their prices is because there's a lot of fucking money out there. And the money, of course, when you just pump more money in the economy, you don't really increase the overall value you of of, of anything. You just devalue the actual money. Right. Because it's all fake. Right. Anyway. I mean, if we just simplified it down to, you know, the, the real economy is one gold bar, right, one bar of gold. And it has to equate to this stack of money. And we say, okay, well, this stack of money is equal to this bar of gold. If we make that stack of money bigger, it's still equal to that bar of gold. We just have Correct. more bills that are worth the same thing. So, yeah. Um, well, I just meant the money is all arbitrary anyway. It right. It and falls with the, you know, uh, the forecasting of events that may or may not happen and blah, blah, blah. The other thing, anyway. though, that's bad about companies like Tyson is that they control so much of this market in terms – they're not the producers of the meat, right? They don't produce the meat. They just basically are between the meat producers and the grocery store. So they package the meat? Yeah, the they're meat the – Yeah, they're the processors, the packagers, the – you know, everything, right? They, they buy the raw product. They butcher it. They – process it, they package it and send it out of the grocery store. And they're the ones that are making the money. The farmers are, are the ranchers are about going out of business. I mean, it's yeah. this, this is not a, you know, like a, you know, gee, everybody's making more money and just overall inflation. And that's part of the problem too. 
I mean, you could say, hey, prices are going up because we have basically because we've devalued the currency. Mm-hmm. But that's not the whole picture. There's a lot of monopolistic. Well, that's exactly what you're saying. That article said was they're they're just they're hiding their jacking yeah. up of the prices under the guise of like everything is normal, nothing to see here. And and you don't have you don't have the good parts of capitalism, right? This is the bad part of capitalism. This is the part of capitalism where you have a few corporations that have too much power. If we had say 10 different meat packers like Tyson instead of I think we have 4 uh total. Um there would be more competition and they wouldn't be able to do this without at least passing some of the money on to the, the people that are, you know, actually producing the product. Right. But what happens is the little guy gets, you know, squeezed out. Well, that's also assuming they don't all get together and decide like, Hey, we're going to do this together, which also happens. Well, that's true, but I think the more of them there are, the less likely that yeah. is. And, yeah, and they also, true. they've been allowed to to make contracts. I, I don't know about the beef industry as much as I do about the uh, the pig industry, because uh, the pork. Because yeah, cause it's right next door to you? Yeah, because, well, as an environmentalist, we work with these things, and I talk to the farmers. I've actually had discussions with farmers who have these contracts with, um trying to remember what they're might be Tyson, but it's another. It might be another one. Anyway, the uh, the point is that they Smithfield Smithfield. I believe that's yeah. Smithfield Foods is the big one here, anyway. Um, which is now a Chinese company. What but I think it is. I think it's owned by Chinese. Uh, ah, Smithfield. Do you like yeah. Smithfield? <laughs> Tyson, I think, is too. We don't have none of these stuffs. Uh, anyway, back to the point. The point I'm trying to make here is that these. These producers, these hog farmers, have exclusive contracts. The The company that they contract with, in this case Smithfield Foods, tells them what to feed the animals, how to house them, how to – they tell them everything. The farmer has very little latitude in how to That's run his nuts. business. I cannot yeah. – do a job like that. Well, not only that, but he has Fuck to take. You. They're my pigs. <laughs> they don't guarantee him any particular dollar amount per pound. He has to take whatever they give them, and he can't sell his meat somewhere else. He's basically a contractor. Okay. It's like, well, it's sort of a contractor. It's like a, I don't know, like a well employee, like a stepchild, I don't know, something. Well, I can tell you the farmers don't like it any more than we do. I mean, I, you know, here I am. Why do they do it? Well, because they get, they get sucked into these things like everybody does. You know, if they're, if they're a small producer, like they're just like, they just, let's say they're a pig farmer who's got, you know, 500 pigs and they want to sell those pigs to a meat processor. Well, guess who that would be? It would be Smithfield Foods. Smithfield Foods says, you're not one of our people. We're not buying your pigs. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Like, they're the only. They're kind of the only game in they're town. They're the only consumer, right? And so yeah. if, uh, you either do what they say or you can't play. Yeah, pretty much. They run. Yeah. And, and anyway, so it's, it is a, it's that, that particular business is really the ag, ag, the entire agricultural uh, business has you know that from the seed companies, the big seed companies, you know, and the uh, people who produce the Roundup, who also produce the seeds and 
to remember who that is. Um, uh, oh, yeah. it's Monsanto? Yeah, that's it. Yes, Monsanto. Yeah. Um, they've got a huge monopoly on all that. You can't, you know, you can't even keep part of your crop for seed the next year. You have to buy your seed from them every year. You know, this you, is nuts. Yeah, you sign <laughs> these contracts in order to get their products. And, of course, if you don't go with their seeds, then, oh, there's all kinds of problems with that. First of all, you know, the Roundup that you need to use to kill the weeds will kill your crop if you don't use their seeds, which are Roundup resistant. The Roundup your neighbor uses to kill his weeds will kill your crop. If the neighbor's uh, Roundup I'm sorry, Monsanto seeds happen to cross-pollinate with your plants, Monsanto can sue you for patent violation. (laughs) Because these companies, are these ag companies are so huge. These are international companies. They sell their seeds all over the world. They're huge and they're powerful. And if you're some farmer, you know, one guy, one family with, let's say, a 1,000 acres of land, which is a pretty good-sized farm, you still don't stand a chance against an international corporation. Yeah. So, no, we've got, things have gotten so out of hand. I mean, we've, we discapitalism all the time, and I don't really want to discapitalism per se because I don't think capitalism itself is evil. You know, the laws of supply and demand mm. and market dynamics can work. The problem is you have to make sure you don't get to this point. You have to have some kind of regulation. You have to have some kind of, uh, some kind of limits. You know, like you can only people can only get so big. Well, and so like you said before, there's no pure this or pure that. Like it's right, all right. Hybrid, never be right? pure. So it's got to be hybrid. And the I've always wondered why they did not. Well, you know the answer why, because the companies are big enough that they buy all the politicians and make their own rules. But I always thought a solution would be to limit the size of any given corporation. Like in order to be a corporation, there's a threshold, like there's a max. Yeah, no, I'd be okay Whether it's like a number of employees or whether it's a net worth figure or however you determine it. Like there's some kind of ceiling at which point you cannot grow any bigger. Like that's it. Right. But in that way, a non-person organization, which you and I have argued back and forth, whether corporations are. Oh, I don't like think they're, they're people. I've never no, thought I know, but people. I know, but you've also said that they're made up of people and whatever. But what I'm saying is like the, there's an organizational limit and it, and at that point you cannot exceed and and so whatever the next thing is has to be a separate company and even if it's similar people or some of the people are crossing and maybe you could allow for like x percent of the same people or whatever but the finances are separate you know what i'm saying like some kind of hedge so it doesn't become this monolith like like an exxon or like a microsoft or like a monsanto all these companies you're talking about that are just fucking so giant. Well, and they also that control. You can't do anything in that area without. They, they also control multiple aspects of production, and I think that's one way you could slice this cat. Is you could say, you know, if you make the seeds, you're not allowed to also manufacture the pesticide or the herbicide or whatever. Right. Like you can't control the whole fucking system. 
But, yeah. you know, there's, there's several. Well, and the other thing they do too is all these companies buy other companies. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're buying up other companies and, and these contracts they have with farmers. I mean, come on. Those, I think anybody, if, if government gave a shit, if government really wanted to, to bring these companies under control, they could easily say, look, it's illegal for you to lock a farmer into a contract where he has no choice but to sell to you for an undisclosed amount. You know, like you just yeah. literally he's stuck. Whatever it costs him to raise that that product, he can't pass that on to you because he's contractually bound to sell it to you by by amount you determine. That's Yeah, that's some pig shit. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> All right, well we ran out of time. I really wanted to talk about the Ram Ranch. What is that? It's a song Talk the time, man. Talk about it. Okay, it just we'll have to keep this brief. But I do want to point out, by the way, that before we did the podcast, I watched some late night uh, comedy shows to try to work on my comedic delivery. I just nobody's probably noticed, but I just want to let you know I'm trying. Okay, um, I think you're doing fine, and I'm very interested to know what the Ram Ranch is. Well, I we talked know about what it the sounds like. We talked about last week about the Freedom Convoy, right? The truckers in Canada that are that are. Yes, we did, but that is not what comes to mind when you say Ram Ranch. I'm well, no, about, it's. I'm going to go to the Ram Ranch. You know yeah, well, we have hashtag Ram Ranch resistance. No, Ram Ranch is exactly what you're thinking. There's, oh, it is. Yeah, it's a song. Sweet. Yeah, it's a song um, by who did it? Let me That's see. not what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, the song by who? I'm looking to see. I think I have it written down here. At the Ram Ranch. Yeah, why don't I have this written down? Um, I'm going oh, wait, there it is. There it is. It's a, it's a porno metal classic by Grant McDonald, who's also a Canadian, by the way. Oh, so Ram Ranch is a song. Yeah, it's a song. But the reference is exactly what I thought it was. Yeah, 12 naked cowboys, you know, having a good time. Um, anyway, oh, so what, what's happened with this... exactly where my mind was, but all right. <laughs> what's happened with this is that is that the the truckers and the people who are cooperating with them, collaborating with them, uh, were using Zello, which I guess is like a walkie-talkie, an online walkie-talkie. Okay. Um, by walkie-talkie, I mean like two-way radio thing kind of thing. They were using yeah, I know the walkie-talkie is things. I wasn't sure if everybody knew that, but anyway, so so the uh, <laughs> so they were using this to communicate with each other, and the. The police aren't doing anything, right? Nobody's doing anything to stop these people, and it's driving normal Canadians crazy. So the the left-wing Canadians, or the people who don't agree with these right-wing lunatics, decided they were going to infiltrate these guys' conversations, and they started playing this Ram Ranch song on their channel. <laughs> and, and Oh, on the walkie-talkies. Yeah, yeah. And I also, see. I see that ties together. Okay. And also, they've infiltrated the communication to the point where these people don't know who's who. They don't know who's with them and who's an infiltrator. <laughs> and these people are just inserting themselves into the conversation in ridiculous ways. Um, it's it's totally hilarious because because uh, one guy said we should block a different point in the border. Yeah, everyone is focused on the southern border. We should block the northern one. <laughs> of Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Stop the stop Russia from coming over the and, top. And, and somebody agreed with them, you know, that, oh, that's a great idea. You know, anyways, people are just nuts. So, but but they've completely infiltrated the thing and they've totally screwed up the ability of these people um these these 
if we can call them protesters, these rioters, these terrorists, from communicating with each other. Because when they try, they keep sort of getting interrupted. And, and anyway, it's it's it was funny. Kind of like I do to you during the podcast. Yeah, but worse. I mean, even worse. <laughs> so, uh, so one of the suggestions that this guy made, I saw on Twitter though, that was hilarious. Um, was he suggested that since the since the authorities might shut off the cell phone service, and by the way, I hate calling it cell phone because it's not cell. We don't use cellular technology anymore, but the digital phone service, the the wireless phone service. Um, it's like if the, the he's like, well, if the government shuts that off, because because that would stop these people from being able to communicate with each other, right? Everybody needs to, you know, all all of you supporters out there who support our cause need to take the passwords off your Wi-Fi so we can use your, you know, open up your Wi-Fi so we can use your Wi-Fi to communicate. <laughs> I can think of all kinds of things wrong with that, but I don't know if you heard, but the the there's a hacker group called DDoS, which would mm-hmm. normally stand for denial. Distributed dis, dis, distributed denial of service attack, but that's not what that stands for. They have a different – it means something different, but it's sort of something like – but anyway, they're a hacker group, and they hacked into the um, the Christian GoFundMe site, uh, which is called something like uh, Give, Send, Go, I think it's called. <laughs> and uh, they hacked into that and got all the names of all the people who were supporting this thing and they handed it over to the to the uh, journalists so oh because that's you supporting the truckers you're saying yeah 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 that's who's supporting the truckers yeah the, the, the canadian rioters well it, that you almost got that right that's pretty close i that was terrible it was almost like irish <laughs> it came out totally wrong it sounded fine to me i mean you just have to stretch your o's out canadian like, like, rioters eh? Like, yeah, like, know. like I don't know. Take off, you hoser! Like take that. off, you hoser! Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't com- even. I can't even do it right like- anymore. I talked to a, f- a cousin of mine in Minnesota recently, and she had the Minnesota accent down perfectly. And I was like, I can do like British, like right off the top of my head, but the Canadian, the Canadian me. and Minnesota is not that hard. You just gotta, you just gotta get the O. You just if you can get the O, you're pretty much there. Well, that's the only one I do is a boat. I, a could, I could do a, a boat, boat. A boat. Yeah. Um, what are you so, talking about? Anyway, we're running way over time here, but one last... Way Yeah. Um, no, I don't even really have a comment, I don't think. I, I did kind of have a comment. Oh, yeah, it was about the... So GoFundMe, because um, they were using GoFundMe also, but GoFundMe froze their funds, and and I think they refunded them. Go freeze me. Yeah. There's a, too many funds in that sentence. GoFundMe <laughs> froze their funds, refunded them. That's true. You're right. So I have to find another word for that synonym for that. I'm uh, I'm no fund. Could uh, let's see. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Let me replace fund with uh, with account. Go account me. Replaced. <laughs> uh, froze their accounts. Froze their assets and uh, and accounted the money back to the people. That doesn't help if you're no, using re-accounted. the same word over Oh, 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 I, oh, man, I totally, I'm sorry. I was supposed to mix it up, wasn't I? Synonyms. Yeah. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is difficult. Life is hard. Language is hard. But it could be worse. Life is Life hard. is erect. What? <laughs> no.